War in Ukraine, COVID, the Biden presidency, and the elections. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Well, good afternoon, folks. Right now, it is 106 and you're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 909.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, dipietro.com. Uh, I'm also seeing, by the way, folks, right now, uh, mass. They're saying that mass are back in the Providence schools. There you go. So first Central Falls. Then it's going to be now Providence. Masks required in Providence Public Schools starting tomorrow. Uh, be effective in schools for the health and safety of students, staff, and the community. So there you go. Now, also, um, we are going to, uh, coming up at 1.30, we're going to talk to Jeff Deal. Jeff, that was um, pretty strong how he did get, in fact, the nomination. Or I, I should say, yes, he, he uh, very, very effectively, as a matter of fact, and I'm happy for him. But he uh, resoundingly will be got the endorsed um, endorsement for the Republicans in that gubernatorial race. So I like Jeff Deal a lot. We're going to be talking uh, to him coming up. This portion of the program, folks, is brought to you by the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Stop in and see they're waiting for them. And people are really enjoying their new outside deck. You're going to love it at the Lodge Pub and Eatery right off of Route 146, uh, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. I want to just um, find there was a story that I saw about, here we go, um, about how Jeff, Jeff Deal, I know I saw it, um, that he did get the endorsement from the Massachusetts Republican Party yesterday. And what's this? Everett official steps down over racism allegations. The mayor announced a departure Monday afternoon rally against racism planned tonight at City Hall. All right, so that's problematic. Um, but where is the, uh, hmm, I just had it. Hold on, folks, bear with, bear with Juan. I do have the story about Jeff Deal, and um, I'm happy for him. He's he is also make no bones. He just he's running, and I like this. He's running an unapologetic race to be the next governor of Massachusetts, and he's yeah. There it is at convention. Mass Republicans endorse Jeff Deal, Trump back candidate for governor. Vows to overtake the evil Democrats. Good for Jeff. At the convention, the mass Republicans endorsed the Trump back candidate for governor. Well, you know, he is he ran in 2018. I'll say this. He ran a very strong race for um, very strong race against Elizabeth Warren. And that was that was tough. So now I also want to just see this. Someone just sent this to me. Rhode Island Health is recommending school mask mandates again after just arguing in the Rhode Island Superior Court that it was moot because it's so unlikely mask mandates would be reinstated. Now, that is the uh, boy that sure sounds like the Rhode Island Department of Health. 
So they're now arguing for mask mandates. Does it ever end? Does it ever end from them? Now, I want to just see. Um, I have not seen that. I know they're saying it in Providence and Central Falls that they are encouraging the mask mandates. I haven't. I want to double check to see if everybody else is saying that. Let me see if I can. Uh, ma- yeah, mass required in Providence Public Schools in Central Falls. Yes. Um, that is exactly right. Let's see. Uh, Providence Schools, right? We got that. At Central Falls. Uh, oh. <laughs> They're going back on tomorrow. There you go. Oh, my goodness. Monkeypox everywhere. Hope High School in Providence. Providence Public Schools are going to mask up. They'll join Central Falls. Folks, I believe that. Oh, okay. Now, this is interesting. The police tape surrounding the home. And they won't say if it's related to the missing woman, Charlotte Lester. Press release coming shortly. I find that interesting. So I did have that. Um, I have both stories, actually. I was out there earlier. And we don't know if it has to do with this missing, um, the missing woman, who I put that up on DePetro.com. So I don't know. I don't know. Uh, we're going to have to wait and see. But I will say, yeah, that John Marion, I mean, the guy of common fraud, basically, I, I, don't, I don't like the word pathological liar, but he in this business that he's the good government is, uh, is another thing. How about the... Um, so they they got out of the argument about the mask mandates by saying, well, it's a moot point now. No one has to wear a mask. And now all of a sudden they're going back to the mask. All right. Jeff Deal's going to join us coming up at 1.30. But in the meantime, I want to play. President Biden has done it again, calling an audible on the situation with Taiwan. So, folks, it's no surprise that to me, that he he is just, as I've explained, and again, good afternoon at 112. You're listening to the John DePietro show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. He is, um, the president of the United States is, he's just a liability. And he, he can, Biden says U.S. would help defend Taiwan from a Chinese invasion. And then they have to start walking it back. President Biden said the U.S. would defend Taiwan, appearing to step away from the policy of strategic, um, basically, like, neutrality. And all of a sudden now, they're walking it back or trying to walk it back. But for him to make a statement like that, I think I have it. Are you willing to get involved militarily to defend Taiwan if it comes to that? Yes. You are. That's the commitment we made. You know, but then, you know, now they start to immediately, they start to, the White House, 
is suddenly then, you know, walking it back, saying that following Biden's comments, a White House official said there's no change in policy. (laughs) China said the U.S. should not defend Taiwan. Um, Don't underestimate us. China hits back at the U.S. after Biden's warning over Taiwan. China hits back at U.S. The warning. is, Is it possible? It is true. He's more worried about the baby formula shortage. So Biden had warned China regarding their actions in Taiwan. I, I, I just don't understand. You can't keep going back and forth on this. Like, let's stick to whatever the, the policy is, whatever that may be. So if you're going to say that, um, that we're not going to get involved, then, then stick to that. Now, I also, right now it's one fifteen, and I, I can't be, but the Providence Police are holding a press conference. They had a, a, some great police work over the course of the weekend, and nine weapons taken off the street, and they're pretty good size uh, weapons that were taken. That was good police work, and I think this also comes, I, I don't remember the last time that, in fact, um, that Alorza had anything to say about the situation and the fine job done by the province police department. I mean, he should have more to say about that. So right now at 1.15, here's the um, headlines that we're looking at. I also think, folks, something to watch is the truckers are taking the state to court over the tolls. We'll cover that later in the week with our legal expert, Attorney Tim Dodd. Providence Schools reinstating the mask mandate. Um, good, they should. Feds threaten to pull funding at Elena Slater Hospital. And, and and they should. They they are ripping everyone off and nothing is done about it. So now the Warwick police investigating this home, the police tape, I was there earlier. I do have some Facebook uh we were there Facebook Live. But something to watch right now is what's gonna happen with the mask mandates. So because the answer is, I, you know, I don't I don't know what's going to happen. I think a lot of other districts are going to move to optional, which I think it should be. So let me just double check. Juan likes to be up to speed as much as possible. There is that missing woman. Is she tied to the police tape in Warwick? Possible yellow police tape surround this home in Warwick. I was there earlier, folks, and I did see them in the backyard there's a lot of wood back there and there's a tarp so i i don't know if they're they've been there actually i'm wrong they've been there since saturday huh i think that's interesting um all right but the situation regarding you know biden and taiwan and also that this whole business on the I agree with those saying that we, we do look third world with this. The, the fact is the, the, you know, the baby formula shortage. I mean, it's I'll say it. I, I mean, it's embarrassing. That's what the president is working on right now. The president of the United States and, and they have, you know, they're flying in the baby formula from other countries. Um. 
What, why, why? Like, what is that? Since when is... I, I understand the why, but how did it ever get to that part? That point? Um, it, it, it just shows, to me, in sheer incompetence at the highest forms of our government, without question. And... You know what? I also just want to play this monkeypox thing. I mean, do we have to worry about this? This is uh, the ABC report on monkeypox. Nearly 200 cases have been confirmed in countries where the virus How? isn't normally found. And dozens more are suspected. Elwin Lopez is with the CDC with more, including new comments by the president. Good morning, Elwin. Yeah, Michael, good morning. This isn't the first time the U.S. has been hit with a flurry of monkeypox cases. The last time was nearly uh. 20 years ago. And this morning, the president says he believes the U.S. has enough resources to deal with the outbreak. This morning, Florida becoming the third state to detect a potential case of monkeypox as cases continue to spread across the globe. President Biden saying he doesn't foresee the country enacting the same 21-day quarantine rules implemented in Belgium for people who contract the virus. We have vaccines to care for it, to take care of it. The president clarifying statements made yesterday, calling the virus a major concern. I just don't think it rises to the level of the kind of concern that existed with COVID-19, but I think people should be careful. This morning, there are reportedly more than 190 confirmed or suspected cases in at least 16 countries. The White House COVID-19 response coordinator says more are likely to follow. I would not be surprised if we see a few more cases in the upcoming days. Anytime we have an infectious disease outbreak like this, we should all be paying attention. The rare virus is related to smallpox, and at first, the symptoms may resemble those of the flu. But monkeypox can also cause telltale blisters like these. Experts say those at higher risk of severe disease are pregnant women. We know how to treat this if people get really seriously ill. Um, for example, we have an antiviral that has activity. We have, uh, you know, antibodies that can be deployed if needed. Number three, we have a vaccine that we can uh, use in the general population. And guys, the fatality risk is low. Symptoms, which include fever, swollen lymph nodes, and lesions, Ah, oh, my goodness. Now, there... You know, again, they, they don't want to say what seemingly is common on that. Um, and that is who seemingly is is behind it. This is, um, I want to play, this is the piece about Biden said that we would intervene if China attacks Taiwan. Taiwan. Senior White House correspondent Mary Bruce was there with the president. Mary, the comments left big. White House aides scrambling. Yes. Yeah, George, this really caught a lot of people off guard. The president saying that if mainland China were to invade Taiwan, that the U.S. would intervene militarily. The White House then was quick to try and clean this up and clarify. They insist that the president wasn't signaling a shift in long-term policy, which has been that the U.S. would simply assist Taiwan in defending itself. But that's not what the president said. And if Biden meant what he said, well, then it would mean that the U.S. is willing to go further in defending Taiwan than it has in defending Ukraine, where the president has been firm that U.S. 
troops will not go in. Now, China this morning has been responding. They say that the U.S. should not underestimate its resolve to defend what, it's belie what it believes is its own territory. Now, the president here in Tokyo had intended for this day to be about touting a new joint economic initiative with partners in the region intended to curb the rise of China. It's all meant to be a bit of a fresh start after former President Trump pulled the U.S. out of a previous economic deal. George. Okay, man, of course, this isn't really the first time the president said something like this. Thanks you know, you. again, this is, um, this is what we're dealing with right now. We're dealing with someone, the president of the United States is, it's almost as if they're saying, don't, don't take him at his word, right? That just because he says something, um, you know, don't, don't believe it. <laughs> I mean, that's what we're really up against. Russian forces bombard civilian targets, escalating offensive in Ukraine's eastern region. Boy, this is the first time I've seen this guy with his full military helmet on. He's a great reporter. Can I just quickly play this? Ian Panel, he's uh, really, really good. All right, here it is. Signed a new $40 billion aid package as Russian forces escalate their attacks in a critical eastern region. Our senior foreign correspondent, Ian Panel, is on the scene for us there in Ukraine. Good morning, Ian. Yeah, good morning, Robin. From the Donbass, as you say, this is now ground zero for the war in Ukraine. Thousands and thousands of Ukrainian and Russian troops are battling here all this morning. Well, we've been hearing the sound of the siren, which doesn't seem to stop, but also the sound of artillery barrages in the distance. Ukrainians are under huge pressure here. That USAID can't come quickly enough as they battle for their country and their lives. This morning, the Donbass region of Ukraine in the firing line of amassing Russian forces. The area in eastern Ukraine, which shares a border with Russia, is now Moscow's top target in the country after failing to take Kyiv and being repelled from Kharkiv. As they push to take the area, civilian targets are being indiscriminately destroyed every day. Ukrainian officials posting this video showing the aftermath of a school hit by Russian forces. And these videos circulating online showing a hospital and several residential buildings also badly damaged by Russian shells. As Ukrainian forces await that critical U.S. military aid to assist them in their fight, they're not only defending their territory, but also on the counter-offensive. Officials releasing these images showing a strike on a Russian self-propelled mortar that they say destroyed this critical bridge in the region, seen in this video posted by local officials. The fighting here is intense and bloody. President Zelensky saying up to 100 Ukrainian soldiers are killed in action every day. Now, as the war nears its fourth month and Vladimir Putin so far failing to achieve his strategic goals, the nuclear threat remains ever-present. We need to make sure that we consider it uh, as a possibility, uh, both a tactical and, and, God forbid, you know, the strategic force. The UK Ministry of Defense saying Russia may have lost as many soldiers here in three months as the Soviets did in Afghanistan in more than nine years. Well, the battle for Donbass could well decide the outcome of this war. Uh, meanwhile, there's growing tensions between Russia and America escalating again. Russia now banning nearly 1,000 Americans from entering the country. That list, including President Biden, members of Congress, and even our own George Stephanopoulos. George? Yeah, that was something. Well, if that's the price for asking direct questions, so be it. And what was the question that you asked him? 
Uh, that was a, remember the foreign minister was on here, right. and I asked him about the lies they were telling about who was responsible mm -hmm. for the attacks in the East, and also this idea somehow that President Zelensky was a Nazi, of course, is that from, comes from a family of Holocaust survivors. That is amazing how, as a result of asking that question, um, it, and it's it's ridiculous, folks, by the way, and it's it's also frightening to me the number of people that that I had to deal with that were saying, oh, yeah, Ukraine is filled with not. They, that's that's the excuse that Putin always uses. We have to denazify the place. Oh, yeah, the place is filled with Nazis. We need to go in. There. I mean, it's it's all a lie. Um, but Putin, there, there's more and more talk. There was also some outbursts over the course of the weekend of people that feel that the war is taking too long, uh, that they don't want this war. And it was the type of thing you don't you don't see that often. You don't see outbursts like that. I'm going to I'm very curious to see and we'll follow up with how they react. Well, folks, right now, um, that's really interesting that Neil Steinberg out of nowhere announced he is resigning from the Rhode Island Foundation. And why is that interesting? Because they were heavily involved with the census. Very interesting timing on that. Census numbers are released. There's calls for an investigation. And suddenly the Rhode Island Foundation president, CEO Neil Steinberg, suddenly announces his resignation today. Huh. Very, very interesting indeed. All right. We are scheduled to speak with Jeff Deal coming up. He had a, uh, a big weekend and I'm happy for Jeff. And so we're going to talk to him and he is ready to roll um, and would obviously like to be. Oh, okay, hold on. I'm getting this bulletin just handed to me. The Harbor One robbery suspect has been identified now. So that was the one on Warwick Avenue, I believe. So I had quite a bit on that. Um, William Archer. 59. So he he's the one that robbed the bank in Providence. Um, he implicated himself in the Warwick robbery. So they're going to be filing a second degree robbery charge against Archer. So he was the one with the mask. So they've caught this guy, William Archer. 59 of Providence. So I think they said that he had Someone told me he escaped on a bike, but he's the guy that has, um, he's got the mask on, he's got a black winter hat, sunglasses. They caught him, he, was, he robbed a bank in Providence, then he was escaping on a ripped bus. So he, he um, knocked off the bank in Warwick, which is on a bus line, on Friday afternoon, and then he knocked off a bank on Saturday morning in Providence. So, I'll tell you, Warwick Police, though, um, they, they are tremendous with their communication. I, give, I really want to hand it to them. All right, we are standing by. We're going to, I believe we're going to talk to Jeff Deal coming up in just a moment. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by J. Perry Paving. That's right. Why not get your driveway paved? Have you been thinking about having your driveway or patio or parking lot, call J. Perry Paving today. 
you can depend on Jade Perry Paving, 401-732-1730. 401-732-1730, J. Perry Paving. Give them a call, folks. Um, and whether it is, remember, they're a licensed, insured, contacting company committed to meeting their clients' needs, no matter how big or how small whether it's a brand new paving project or just a cracked driveway, you can depend on J. Perry Paving. Call them 401-732-1730. You can also find them on Facebook, Residential, Commercial, Seal Coating, and Patios, letter J, J. Perry Paving. High quality, fair pricing, exceptional service. J. Perry Paving, 401 732 excuse me, 1730 for J. Perry Paving and also online at jperrypaving.com. So uh, very excited for Jeff Deal. Folks, he would like to be Massachusetts' uh, next governor, Republican. And he's a force. I think he's going to, he's really on the verge of running a very, very strong campaign. And we are, I was communicating with his people. I know he had a press briefing earlier, but I do believe we're going to talk to him between now and 2 o'clock. So a lot of uh, crime, these bank robberies, though, there's something, um, it's just so odd how brazen some of this this stuff is. And you look at the guy, it also notices that the, the banks they're knocking off, I'm telling you, some of these banks need better security. It's not very, um, uh, you know, and, and a number of people have, I'm apparently not the only one. I was talking with a police officer um, earlier today who said, I'm not the first one to say that, you know, they, they scout them out. I believe this guy, Archer, that they got, I, I think that he was the one that, on top of that, he was scouting out the bank in Hoxie. And they, um, and he was going in and out of the bank so much that they, you know, it looked odd. And so they um, flagged it. And I think they even called another bank saying he looked suspicious. So I, I'm willing to bet that they have some uh, footage of him. Walking out of this was the this was at the Citizens Bank at Hoxie Four Corners in Warwick. So, and then they um, they get him for the other robbery. And and some of these smaller banks, for instance, as I mentioned, apparently Bank of America. Someone was telling me that when you enter a Bank of America branch, there's someone right there at the door. That says, now what, you know, good afternoon or good morning. What brings you into the bank today? And, you know, if you go to one bank and someone stops you at the door and says, oh, good afternoon and welcome. What, what brings, what, you know, brings you to the bank this afternoon? That, that's certainly a deterrent. Uh, compared with you go into another bank and there's no one doing that. Now, what's also interesting, or I think it's interesting. Now, this guy, William Archer, who's the accused suspect, he, uh, you know, the, when they go into these banks and they pass a note 
and they don't have a weapon. I, I just wonder, like, I don't, maybe that, and, and it's apparently the bank policy. It's the policy of the bank. They instruct the tellers to just, just give them the money. But I kind of don't, I kind of don't get it only because <clears throat> just like the guy that robbed the bank on Post Road in Warwick, that was the week before. He goes at 830 in the morning, passes the note. Um, you, you're, you're behind bulletproof glass. So, and they have a panic button. I, I don't, it's not like the town that they leap over the counter or it's a big crowded bank. Cambridge Merchants, right, with Ben Affleck and Jeremy Renner and then John Hamm is the FBI agent. Um, agent Crowley, I think, is it, or something like that, Raleigh. Um, I, I, I just don't understand why, you know, what would happen if they're like, no, I'm not giving you any, you know, no. I mean, what what is he going to do? But it's got to be that the the bank just feels it's not worth it. They don't want to be on the hook. If someone did have a weapon, it's just not worth it. So just give them some cash. That's all they want. Um, it's not like in um, it's not like in the town where they're going into the vault or in heat for crying out loud, where they get a score of like eleven or twelve million. I mean, how much are they really walking out with? They take some hundreds and fifties and stuff them into a bag, and then they're off on their way. So I, I don't know what the the answer to that is, but it just seems what what like this guy, if you have and I have the photos up on our website, topetro.com, what what would he have done? I don't even think he had a car. And the same thing downtown. I mean, he was escaping on a ripped a bus. What, what, what would he have done if they're like, no, I'm not. Why, well, you know, they, I have a weapon, gun. Give me some cash. Just look at him and, like, not answer him. Hit the button, pretend he's not there. What, what is he going to do? Maybe they feel that, who knows, maybe he has a gun and then he starts shooting someone. Someone could get hurt, what have you. But I'm just not sure about that. Hey, folks, this portion of our program, now it's Monday, it's May 23rd. And you're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. This portion of the program is brought to you by Lawn Doctor. For your best lawn ever, guaranteed, call Lawn Doctor today, 401-392-1025. 401-392-1025, Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island. Why not have your best lawn ever guaranteed? And especially, it's going to be a hot summer. You want to spend time outside Lawn doctor especially they come early spring for crabgrass control then they come again for spring lime then late spring and then they'll come in the summertime then they come out again for grub prevention then they'll come out for the early fall fall and then late fall lawn doctor of rhode island your best lawn ever guaranteed now you can call lawn doctor of rhode island at 401-392-1025. But I think the easiest thing to do is go on their website, which is depetro.com. 401-392-1025. But you, 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 no, excuse me, their, their website is lawndoctor.com. Their website is lawndoctor.com. Your best lawn ever, guaranteed. I wanted to mention 
if you go to the website, petro.com, go to our website, petro.com. We have a number of different unique stories up. Folks, and I, I have to admit, there are certain stories that I don't understand why there are certain stories that the media uh, does not cover. You know, and I'll, I'll give you a good one. First of all, we have the video of the uh, Harbor One that was robbed. That bank was knocked off on Friday. But census bombshell, 60,000 illegals are living in Providence. 60,000 illegals. And, it, and it, this is these are, they're their documents, their documents that they put forward. What I don't understand, there was a time... Years ago, 60,000 illegals living in Providence. There was a time years ago. That would have been a story on Channel 10. That would have been a story on Channel 12. Would have been a story on Channel 6. Truman Taylor would have covered that. Would have been a story in the Providence Journal. How come DePetro.com is the only one that covers it now? And it comes right off of um, the impact of the citizenship question on response rates. So this comes in the material where they're saying <clears throat> they try to blame President Trump and saying that illegals are afraid to fill out the census. And here's I'm reading it's their material. Do you understand? The city of Providence includes high number of, quote, immigrant households and residents. According to the 2016 American Community Survey, at least 30 percent of the population of Providence is, quote, foreign born. That includes. 53,565 foreign-born residents in a city of 178,000. So you have fifty, basically 54,000 people. And this was in 2016. So I spoke to someone who is very knowledgeable of Providence. And I said, would, would it be safe to say that 1,000 illegals moved to Providence every year. And and he told me that would be on the very conservative side, 1,000. As I said, 1,000 people a day are arriving in Florida. Right now, 1,000 people move to Florida every single day. So what does that mean? It means, you know, today, one, you know, in average... 1,000 people, 30,000 a month are moving to the state of Florida. The state is thriving. There's plenty of land, uh, no tax. So 1,000 a year, I'm going on the low side. Could be higher than that. But just on the low side, 60,000 illegals. And... It's it's and they were reporting it and think and and by the way you so you could fill Gillette Stadium with the Patriots play with the population of illegals living in Providence. Now keep in mind they're not paying taxes. If they go and buy booze, they're paying sales tax, but they're not paying city tax. They're not paying federal tax, right? They may if they fill up their car. All right, they have to pay. A gas tax, but they're not paying taxes. They get to send their children to the schools for free and in the process of destroying the schools. When they go to the emergency room, which they like to frequent, 
Um, they, they don't have any money. <coughs> Excuse me. They, um, they go to the emergency room for free. So free health care. Their kids eat for free in the Providence schools. Free breakfast, free lunch. On a Friday, they let them stock up with snacks. The illegals, many times they go around to these food pantries and get free groceries. They get EBT cards, so they get free food. It's all free. That's, that's not a small number. That's not 100 people. That's not 1,000 people. That's 60,000 people. That's a third of the city are there illegally. And, and I believe, and as I've talked about, and I will post more on the website, depetro.com, there is nothing to prevent them from voting. I repeat, they, they, what, what the advocates try to say is that the penalty absolutely outweighs that anyone would vote. But I believe that there are the campaigns that register them to vote and then they have their information, they build a file on them and they the campaign submit votes in their name. Counterfeit names in a way. But they have the information. I also want to remind people, I find it very interesting. Right now, folks, it's 143. It's Monday. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. I find it interesting. Oh, okay. We have information now. Warwick Police missing person investigation. All right. I want to um, pull this up just because I have who that individual is. Uh, her photo up. Okay. Um, here we go. The Warwick Police Department continue to request the help in ongoing missing person case. Charlotte Lester of Warwick, last seen May 16th, 10 o'clock, Appenog section of Warwick. 44 years old, white female. In relation to the investigation, oh, the Warwick Police did execute a court-authorized search warrant at 29 Staples Avenue in Warwick. This is an address Lester was known to frequent. At this time, no further information is available. All right, so we're going to follow up on that and also that red red um, truck that she, I believe, belonged to her, that she uh, is also is part of that. So that's what they're executing a search warrant at that address that I was earlier this morning. So I find that's interesting. But what's new is the fact that she, the missing person, was known to frequent there. And I mentioned there did, there did seem to be um, the police were focused in the backyard where there was a lot of firewood. I saw a tarp. Um, that man that was there said... Now, I don't, that man, if you saw when I was live there earlier today, this morning, as a matter of fact, they, um, they, the man's brother who lives in the house showed up and said his sister told him that there was police tape around the house. 
So the police executed this court-authorized search warrant. No further information. So I think that's interesting. I do have more info on this woman. And again, it's um, on our website, folks, to Petro.com. And I'll have more on that um, coming up a little bit after as, as we're going to continue to zero in on. Let, let's hope that they have not. Well, they, they didn't say that they found anything. But there's something very unusual. And I noticed that the person who seemingly lives at that address that man that showed up there today, he was uh, unable. He said he had not been able. He didn't know where his brother was that lived there. So, but I want to, again, boy, work police are all over this uh, missing person case and also the bank robberies. So, my goodness, folks, notice, you know, people have predicted that the crime in Providence would start to spread. People have predicted that the crime in Providence has started, would start to spread, and it is starting to spread. So there's definitely something up with that. Now, police today in Providence held a briefing, and the, the media is covering it, but I'm sure Mayor Lors and the Providence Police announced nine weapons seized in the city this weekend. City also announced it's going to use license plate readers in the weeks to come. Now, that's really interesting that they're going to use the license plate readers. So what does that mean? Wow, look at these guns. It's got a 9mm Glock. It's got a 9mm Gerson. It's got a, um, a Taurus. What else we got? We've got a Springfield 9mm. They've got another Taurus. They got a Ruger. Oh boy. They got a 40 caliber Glock. I had one of those. And another Glock. So four Glocks. They're hard to load, by the way. I found them hard to load. But anyhow, huh. Very, very interesting on the missing person. And that's why the police are, uh, are surrounding that home. So. Folks, just to repeat, and again, you good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now, I want to remind you about my friends, Jay's Appliance. This weekend coming up, today's Monday, this weekend ahead of us is Memorial Day. Great time to buy appliances, grills, air conditioners, Jay's Broadway Appliance and TV. They've started a sale early. The inventory is great. Great selection of Weber grills on display, along with air conditioners for windows, built-in walls, senior apartments or condos. Hey, and also great selection washers, dryers, dishwashers, refrigerators. May is Maytag month. Hurry down. Now, they're open Monday through Friday from 10 to 5. Jay's Broadway Appliance. You're going to deal directly with the owner. 47 Cedar Swamp Road, Route 5 in Smithfield. You can call them, 401-949-7800. Alice sent me an email saying, is it okay if I met? Yes, definitely mention. They're terrific and easy to deal with. You're going to deal directly with the owner, and they'll match or beat any package deal. Jay's Broadway Appliance. Look for them on Facebook. There's a very effective website, jsappliance.com. But now is the time. You know, if you were sweating this weekend, maybe it's time for a new air conditioner. 
Jay's Broadway Appliance. And Memorial Day is coming up. Great time. Grills, air conditioners, everything you need. Folks, good afternoon. Right now, 149. It's John DePietro on this Monday. And this portion of the program is brought to you by the Coesed Inn. 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick. A Rhode Island tradition since 1977. They're waiting for you at the Coesed Inn. So, big news of the day is in different facets. One is the fact that this monkeypox thing is something to watch. And let's see, there was someone in Massachusetts. Let's see if it hits into Florida. They're saying that they believe it came from some kind of a a rave. Um, the um, other story is some of these school districts are starting to go back to masks. Some of the school districts are starting to go back to masks. And I also want to mention, I want to credit John Lugo. He's demanding an investigation into the census fraud. Ready? Here's a really easy question. And I also want to credit to the Providence Journal. They have a big story today, mail ballots, a win for voting rights or potential for abuse. We know what the answer in that is. We know what the answer to that is. Um, but I do want to give credit to the Providence Journal at the very, at least they're doing a story on it. At least they're doing a story on it. The rest of the media is not doing anything on it. So at least they're doing that. Um, this, we, you know, where is the Rhode Island Republican Party on the census fraud? Where's the big fighter, Ashley Kalis? You know, where, where is where is she? I thought she's the fighter. No statement on census fraud. No statement on census fraud. I don't understand it. Um, oh, it's definitely it. There's a there's a bad gang problem going on right now between Providence and Pawtucket. Uh, growing gang battle. Hugh Clemens. Taking the guns off the street. We're looking at the gang factor. We're always concerned with retaliation. Hey, Saturday afternoon, there was a high-speed chase. Summit neighborhood. You have the gang east side. And then you have Bucket West. And this shooting back. Three people showed up at Miriam Hospital. All shot. And uh, Providence Police patrolling south side. They saw a heavily tint speeding along Prairie Avenue, Pearl Street. Traffic stop. Police said the driver told them his boy just got hit in Pawtucket. He was concealing an item in the console. Search of the vehicle found loaded gun magazine live round. After 8 o'clock, police detail on Broad Street. Traffic stop. They recognized who they said were known gang members concealing objects in the vehicle. Police said a search of the vehicle found a loaded weapon suspecting narcotics. Um, there's no magic solution. Well, at least they're calling it a gang problem, whereas Alorza keeps saying, just say that it's uh, groups of people. Just say that they don't call them gangs, call them uh, groups of individuals. There is a gang problem. And I want to come back to, I am willing to bet, folks, right now at 153, 153 on this Monday, that Maya Behrman Brophy, Brophy Behrman, excuse me. Our friend Little Maya 
who was shot last August 1st. I believe that was mistaken identity. She was leaving a party in Providence. Someone offered and agreed to walk her to her car. And a car went by and shot and shot and killed her. And she was obviously not a gang member. She had just gotten her master's at, at uh, Northeastern. But I am telling, I believe, I firmly believe that whoever is responsible for that shooting tied in between, there's the gang members between you have East Side, you have Bucket East, Bucket West, and then you have South Side. Somehow, some gang member was involved in that. Folks, you know what you don't have to worry about gangs? The Centerdale Revival. Stop in and see them. 2025 Smith Street, North Providence. Winner of several Rhode Island Monthly Awards. They're waiting for you at the Centerdale Revival. Shane and his crew do such a great job. Delicious food and drink. And also, the weather is, granted, listen, it was hot this weekend. But it's not going to be, you know, the weather now is very seasonable. And... Um, very uh, enjoyable right now. And it's actually going to be like that. It's a very pleasant afternoon. And then all week, the temperatures are in the 60s and then it creeps into the 70s. So nice spring weather. Very comfortable sleeping at night. Look at that right now. A perfect 73 degrees. Absolutely ideal weather. So, folks, the um, it's... um. You know, I want to give a lot of credit to the police. They are on top of these stories. The crime is uh, is just off the hook. It is creeping into some of the other areas. And Mayor Lorza, you know, the prov- they they have a choice. He's got a great police department, but they they have to let the police be the police. They they can't they can't have their hands tied. They can't always be worrying about that. There's going to be fallout. Um, when you have stop and frisk and some of these other policies, you are going to take a lot of weapons off the street. You're going to, when you have a stop and frisk policy, when you have that, you're going to take dangerous criminals and and weapons off the street. But you know what else is going to happen? Some innocent people are going to get stopped. If that's a problem, then you can't have it. It's very effective. 90% of the time, 90% of the time, when they're stopping some of these individuals, they they are catching the proper criminals. But you're going to get some people that do get stopped and... And then, you know, they're not doing anything wrong. Well, folks, better late than never. Folks, joining us on the line right now, and I want to congratulate him on winning the endorsement over the weekend. He's going to make a great governor of the state of Massachusetts is our friend Jeff Deal. Good afternoon, Jeff Deal. Hey, John, how you doing? Thanks for having me on here. I really appreciate it. Jeff, congratulations. Very enthusiastic crowd. And I like you are just so unapologetic on your beliefs and what you stand for. Well, you know what? We've come to a point in our state and our country 
happening. I think people know you cannot really tolerate politicians not delivering anymore. You've got to you've got to stand up for the people of Massachusetts right now. We've got record inflation. You know, we've got problems with baby formula. Who'd think we would be there? But gas prices are through the roof. You know, curriculum in front of our kids is questionable and parents aren't being able to talk to the school boards because they're shutting them down. You know, it's time for someone to stand up. So as governor, I promise parents and uh, you know police officers, they're going to get support. We will make sure that uh, any state worker who is fired because of the vaccine mandate, they get their jobs back. The government should never tell you what your health care choices should be and, and, and end your career because of it. So I'll hire back everybody who works for the state that was fired because of the mandate. And I will give a pink slip on day two to anybody who thought that was a good idea. We, we've got to get government working for us and not the other way around. Folks, we speak with Republican Jeff Deal. Again, he did get the endorsement over the weekend. Candidate for Massachusetts Governor Jeff. Also on top of that, you know, as this virus is starting to creep up again, certain places are starting to institute the mass policies. Listen, from what I understand, it's maybe a minor fever, maybe even a minor cold. The damage that we have done to children, Jeff, it's just, it's insurmountable. Yeah, I mean, kids in Boston public schools right now are still in masks. You know, they should have lifted this a while ago. Governor Baker lifted the emergency mandate or the emergency powers back in June of 21. And yet people are still being fired. Kids are still in masks. We know that the kids are not in that vector that's, that's affected by COVID. And we know that uh, even if you are given the vaccine or boosters, you still get COVID. So the fact of the matter is the measures they took were an overreaction. We know that. We also know now that the masks aren't effective. And kids, like you said, are suffering. These kids are getting emotional issues on top of uh, a lack of education because Remote learning was a total disaster. So these kids are now two years behind. They're feeling very, you know, obviously there's mental health issues related to that. And on top of it, they still have to be in masks where they may be put back in masks. Insane. Folks, here's Republican Jeff Deal. Jeff, I'm up against the clock. What's the best way people can learn more about the campaign? Thanks, Sean. Yeah, uh, go to jeffdeal.com, which is G-E-O-F-F-D-I-E-H-L.com. We've got six months left to make our case, and I think it's going to be an incredible movement across Massachusetts, across the country. The red tide's coming because, you know what, Democrats, they have been locking us down for too long, taking us for granted and using us like ATMs. We're going to change that in Massachusetts. Jeff, look forward to seeing you on the campaign trail. You bet. Take care. Thanks, Sean. Folks, again, it's Sean DePietro. Listen, stay tuned for the news. Uh, Right now, it is 2 o'clock.